0: Now presenting And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream. Totally. I Snap out of it! Starring Hope Johansson I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And Madeline Rancourt yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Hey, I'm Hope. Hey, I'm Madeline. And we are the Cinema Chicks. Hope, I actually last night went to go see a documentary. Oh! AMC at Lincoln Square was playing like in affiliation with film at Lincoln Center. This like invited screening for a documentary called Who We Are. And it was really, 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 really good. I loved it. It's based around this guy's lecture. I'm blanking on his last name, but his name starts Jeffrey (laughs) is his first name. And it's based around his lecture on racism. Oh. And in between the lecture, there's these segments of interviews that he does with people. And then like just like background about what he's talking about and it was extremely extremely well done I mean it was directed by two white females which was a little weird for Mm. this topic and I was like oh okay just because that's something that I, you know, try and be very right. careful about. But it was really, really wonderful. It's picked up by Sony. Um, so I hope that distribution is good. Tom Hanks, I guess, did a Q&A with them. Wow. They were actually supposed to play that after the screening and then it never played. Because the directors left. <laughs> they, they like did the introduction and then the directors left. And then they're like, oh, and we're going to play a clip of the screening because the, the guy couldn't be there. So they were like, rather than us speaking on his behalf half we just want to show you like when he could talk about it so they were gonna play that and then they never did so I didn't get to see that but the fact that Tom Hanks you know knows about this I feel like it's gonna get good yeah you know traction I hope that eventually it'll be on Netflix or HBO or something because I think if it was a lot of people would see it and talk about it Definitely. and there were just a lot of like personal stories that were really powerful and he also talks to a lot of like the family of these young black men who were murdered by the police and it's extremely well done in my opinion. I think it was very unbiased and he talks about just these like really, really important points and topics and it was really, really powerful to me. And I just, I really hope a lot of people check it out. It's called Who We Are and you can also find them on the Who We whoweareproject.com I highly, highly suggest it. I think that you can learn a lot from it. And honestly, watching it, I was like, it's sad to me that I don't know a lot of this stuff. Um, Like a lot of the events that they were talking about and how like the slave markets and stuff like that. And I mean, I consider that myself like someone who has done quite a bit of research on this by no means enough. It's never ending. You could, you know, learn about this for forever. But I also think that it's sad that like, I didn't know this, like it wasn't taught to me in school. Right. And it, you know, just talks about a lot of important events that I didn't even know about and people in these times and situations so I again highly recommend for everyone to check it out I can't speak highly enough about it I'm excited
1: to see it yeah
0: it's very good speaking of you know well that I'm hopefully expecting to you know eventually go on to Netflix we're talking about a Netflix release today The Lost Daughter which is directed and written by Maggie Gyllenhaal, who, you know, I love her films. And, uh, you know, her brother, Jake Gyllenhaal, is very, very well known. I actually, I saw him at the screening for this that I went to at the New York Film Festival. He was with his like, beautiful young model girlfriend. Ah, yes. Yeah, so good for him. (laughs)
1: Anyway, The Lost Daughter is starring Olivia Colman, Dakota Johnson, Jesse Buckley, and Paul Mescal for like two seconds. For for like two seconds, he has a pretty pivotal part though. So this is why I'm mentioning mm-hmm. him. His That's true. He's, um He does a thing or two with- Oh, and Ed Harris, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would like to come out first and say, I don't think this movie is for us. Yeah, I don't think so either. I was expecting it to be. I mean, like super powerful female trio cast mm-hmm. at the center, female writer and director based off of a great book. And, you know, I, I had really high hopes. I. Remember seeing on film Twitter back yeah. during during the dark days when they were shooting this movie. Oh, wow. And I, oh my gosh, I remember seeing like all the behind the scenes pictures. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Look at Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Cause I am pretty obsessed with Olivia car. Coleman. Mm-hmm. And I would like Dakota Johnson's house. Um, oh my God. So, you know, the green so, kitchen. The green kitchen. Oh my gosh, with the limes. So, you know, there were just like a lot of positives mm. for me going into this. And, as I'm sitting here watching this movie, which is billed as a uh, psychological drama thriller, yeah. I'm sitting here watching this, and I'm like, I'm I'm not scared, nor am I thrilled. But yeah. if I was a mother with children, I think maybe it would hit a little mm-hmm. differently. Like I guess on one part, like as a woman uh, with natural maternal instincts being like the mom friend of every room that I'm in (laughs) Mm -hmm. I get some of what was going on but also I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like wait so are we just watching a movie about someone who is a bad mother and who's like sad about it now right right well and And why is that scary
0: yeah or thrilling I didn't really enjoy the way that it was unfolded. Basically, we find out that Olivia Coleman, her character is like on this solo trip and she meets Dakota Johnson's character and her mother and Dakota Johnson's daughter. And through that, she kind of comes back to this memory of her being younger, which is played by Jesse Buckley. And how she left her kids and her husband and had an affair. And how she like hated her children with yeah. a burning passion. Yeah. And it's it's very hard because I think maybe as an older woman and, you know, having these kids and maybe never being to, you know, fully live out your career. And that's also a big part of the character is right. like she's trying to live out her career and she kind of begins to resent her children. Oh, absolutely. For, you know, being that block in between how far she wanted to go with her career. And I mean, I'm very glad that this was, you know, written, directed by females and starring, you know, females. It's a very female centric film, but I don't know, it missed the mark for me. And I don't really know exactly where that was. I don't really know, like, how to pinpoint where there was that moment that I just kind of was like, eh. But I think it just took some turns that I wasn't expecting. And the places that it felt like it was really building, it kind of didn't. Right. And it created this sort of melodramatic feeling that wasn't necessarily like satisfying. It just, I'm not crazy about it.
1: Right. And and again, I was just doing the math on Maggie Gyllenhaal's life mm. and why she actually is the perfect director for this so she's in her mid 40s now yeah like olivia coleman's character Mm -hmm. and she also has two children granted she had her first child when she was 29 yeah but again still like having kids when you're relatively young in the prime of your career so i'm sure this hit really close a home for her and like right why she felt that she could take a good swing at it so again like this is this is just like literally not for us and I'm curious to hear responses from yeah. mothers well and I think and from older women just to see like what they think a-
0: about it. Right. You know? Yeah. I th- And I think I did talk to my mom about it because, you know, I-, I saw this at the New York Film Festival. And as I was seeing everything, like, I was like, oh my gosh, we're so excited to see this. And like, this person's here. And like, I, I saw the whole cast and it yeah. was incredible. And like, I vaguely remember, I think I did talked I mean it was like back in September but I think I did talk to her about this and I mean it's hard to like wrap this up and tell somebody about it and not make it sound like she's a villain and it sounds like is, this is another like anti-hero right. I and think I was we're on a streak uh, you know exactly and I was like trying to explain to my mom like that is justified in a way but it's not really it's not really but like, like also like, a hater <laughs> I don't want to be like you're a villain for like wanting more for herself but it's also like That is a sacrifice that you make when you're a mother. Exactly.
1: I mean, once you have kids, your life is over.
0: Yeah. It becomes,
1: which is what my mom always says, like, Mm. your life is over. Your life is about your children's lives. Right. Until, you know, they, like, get to a point that they're self-sufficient and living their own life. Right. Um, But she left
0: her kids when she was young.
1: Yeah. Homegirl did not have the fortitude within her to, um... Yeah. Carry it out. And that's hard because like when she had her first kid when she was like 23 Mm -hmm. or something and she's like still in college and like seeking higher education and trying to fulfill herself and also like her husband wasn't always the like most present greatest Mm -hmm. dude because he's also trying to like fulfill his career and is like expecting her to fall into the maternal role of like stay-at-home mom take care of the kids i'm gonna go do my own thing but like she wanted more for herself which i get and it's hard but it's also like the film inherently just kind of portrays her as a villain especially when she like steals that child's doll right. like just and then for doesn't fundies. want to give it
0: out like give it back and then like kind of the things that happened with ed harris but then also the things that happened with paul mescal's character like i guess the thing that i did appreciate about it was that i think as a society we tend to look to women that have grown kids and have a solid career and think like oh they have it all figured out. And I think if anything it really showed that she wasn't a perfect person right. by any means. And you don't have to have everything figured out which yeah. is good. And but it's hard to cool. watch when it's affecting others you know. Yeah because like, you can see the repercussions so clearly yeah. like not
1: even with her own kids but like all of the people around her on the beach like past and yeah. present. and yeah. like I don't know it, it was kind of a lot and it was pretty and yeah. like okay. I
0: didn't love the cinematography here's the thing although it is a female cinematographer
1: yes which like snaps for her go off queen Mm -hmm. we love you Mm
0: -hmm. it it came from this like weird
1: perspective too that it was like moments of introspection where she's like floating in the water and we hear this beautiful like classical or foreign language music and then it cuts into someone being like can you move from the beach i want your beach chair and i'm like what, right it, it felt a little disjointed it also didn't match with like the color palette. I didn't, mm. think, I didn't know who it wanted to be or what it was trying to say. And like, I don't, I don't know. Something. It also
0: felt like somebody was kind of like stalking her in a way. Yeah, like it was. It, but I think that was like you know, but that's it was like supposed to be introspective. Haunting. Yeah, the,
1: the thrilling nature. I don't know. But My... Why did
0: this need to be thrilling like that? It, it, I know it was. Yeah, it was kind of like it was psychological, but like in a mundane way that it was not. Like if, I feel like I didn't understand so much enough about what. Was was going on with her and how she was feeling and I hate it because like I love Olivia Coleman, and I think she was great in this definitely I think I I don't know I think Dakota
1: Johnson was also pretty good I mean she's generally like a limp noodle of a character so at least she had like a bit more of a personality angle with like makeup and tattoos and stuff so then like that kind of spoke for her limp noodle-ness yeah yeah (laughs) But yeah, I don't, I don't know. You can't, you can't call The Lost Daughter a psychological drama thriller and then also call like Alfred Hitchcock the same thing. Right. No, no, exactly. These two are not in the same category Mm -hmm. whatsoever. And the fact that that's what it's being categorized as is also just kind of disappointing. Pointing and inaccurate. I don't know. I
0: don't don't really... No, I completely agree. And the thing that I think most upset me about this is like, this is a hot take, but like Maggie Gyllenhaal got to write and direct this because she's Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Like nobody would have backed somebody for their first... Like me. (laughs) Yeah. No, literally. Like somebody for their first... I don't even think she's directed a short film. I don't know. Maybe she has. But like her first feature film to be picked up by Netflix immediately have this insane cast like like I know that's just how things work in this world but it wasn't even like good enough to like be like yes it made sense to me like she should have gotten that like I don't want to hate on her but also it's like okay if somebody without her name had produced some you know I, I don't I'm not producing it but like made something well yeah she did produce it somebody made this I just no, it's it's sad, and then it, like a first time director would have never gotten picked up by Netflix by making this film, exactly. And it, she does,
1: and it just then makes things harder for people like us who have no connections mm-hmm. to anything or anybody. And it it's like like that part about it, it's discouraging. Yeah, no, it, exactly. it makes me think like. Okay, so clearly I have to become a successful, acclaimed actor first, mm-hmm. and somehow like also get like like create magical relatives who are also talented, to, to like make a name for myself. Yeah, and then somebody's gonna let me do what I want to do and what I went to school for. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna not say anything else on on that note. I agree. But anyway, yeah, Lost Daughter, Cinematics Chick's <laughs> approved. I don't think so. I don't think
0: so. I really
1: don't ever want you know, to watch it again. we have
0: a long list of Chicks approved films, and this by no means would be on the top of the list. I don't think, like, oh my god, I would absolutely never have anybody watch this. Like, it's not... It's fine. Yeah, it's not terrible, but I also... Put it on while you're doing your laundry. Yeah, yeah. There's so many other things that I like more than this. So, on that note... <laughs> that's a wrap.
1: Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at Cinemachicks and on TikTok at
0: Cinemachicks. And if you want to be friends, you can follow me on Instagram at Madeline Daisy Rancourt and on Letterboxd at Madeline Daisy
1: or you can follow me on instagram at hope johansson and on letterboxd
0: at hjoha and before we end today we'd like to thank our sponsors
1: actresses that are too good for the films they're in vacations in greece for looking beautiful despite horrific events and first-time directors for trying thanks for listening
0: i'm so glad we had that talk thank you so much thank you thank you thank you thank you, thank you so much